0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Culture Shock with Charm podcast where we explore travel, career, family, dating and so many aspects of life from the Caribbean perspective. I'm your host Charm, thanks for joining us. Culture Shock fam, welcome back! I'm excited! It's the 1st of December! Woohoo! I'm excited because I love the holidays, I love Christmas, I love the whole festivities, love the food, love the extra like I am here for all of it. So I'm recording this on the 1st of December and I am really excited that we are here. And honestly, guys, you know, it's crazy because when you think about it, we've been locked in our homes for so long. I think we should celebrate in the best way that we can this Christmas holiday. Eat the biggest, fattest slice of cake. Drink the sorrel. Don't pass nothing. Because, honey, we have been through a year and a half. All right. The year mash we up, throw we down, step on we, pull we back up, and here we are. You know, thanks to God and the support of family and friends. And even if you went through hardship and COVID directly affected you, whether financially or, you know, physically, or affected your health, if you're listening to me now, you are here and you're in God's favor and You know, there's just so much to be grateful for. I want us to really celebrate. Even if we can't leave and can't go nowhere, and can't do what we had planned that we would have been doing at the end of the year, we're going to make the best of it. Jamaicans, Caribbean people, we're going to keep our traditions, start some traditions. We want some good memories at the end of this year to kind of offset some of the stress that we had to endure in 2020 and also give thanks for the clarity that we were able to receive because honestly, a lot of things was what was made very clear to us. The things that are important stood out and the things that were not important faded away and they didn't matter so much. So although it was a tough year, not finished yet, but although... It was tough. We had a lot to be grateful for. And if you were really connected, you would have seen where there was so much growth and so much opportunity. And so much of so many of us were pushed out of our comfort zones to create different things. People were creating blogs and new businesses and podcasts and YouTube channels and you know, really getting clarity and digging deeper into what What do they truly enjoy and what aligns with our purpose. So I am really grateful, as I said, you year not done, but I'm just really, December 1st took me and, and, and I woke up this morning and I'm like, there's something that makes me very happy and I need to tap into what it is. And that's exactly what I just described. Understanding that we are going to celebrate Every single day of December. Like God, you bring us so far, we're happy for it. So if you are not following my Instagram page at culture shock with charm, that's culture spelled the Jamaican yard way, the K-U-L-C-H-A. Did I spell that right? Yes, culture shock (laughs) with charm on Instagram. You need to be following me because there's so much more coming. There's so much clarity and so many things that I have been just thinking about and trying to execute. So you're going to want to stay tuned in the next few months because we are bringing the heat and we're, we're bringing more content and we're getting the clarity that we need. And I would love to have you along for the journey. Now, as you can tell from the title of the episode... Listen, if you are a first cousin, if you are a auntie, throw up them MTM gang signs. Because when I tell you that this show just company scenes so, and take over our life, it has brought us so much joy. So much laughter. We laugh till we bawl. We cry with them. We cuss over the things where them cuss over. It It is such a cultural phenomenon that was just long overdue. And I am talking about none other than the Meet the Mitchells family on YouTube. If you haven't tuned into this yet, what are you doing, sis? Bro. What is you doing? Because let me tell you, man. I I I've been watching it since they started. I think they started somewhere just after the lockdowns, the quarantine period. It could have been about March um or April, I think. And this show features the life, and I keep saying show because it is like a reality show for us. Now, if you listen to Dancehall, or if you're a fan of Dancehall, you know exactly who Tammy Chin and Wayne Marshall are. Marshall in tone, from the Alliance crew. Marshall in tone. Yeah, can't sing, but hello, Wayne Marshall, right? And Tammy Chin. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, okay, don't sing? All right. So, listen, I'm telling you that... This show is going to change your lives. And when I mean change your lives, take away the whole of your time because you're going to sit down and binge watch it if you haven't started yet. Now, Tammy Chin and Wayne Marshall have been together for a very long time and they're actually married and they have a beautiful family and they started to show their life basically on YouTube And let me tell you, it has gathered such a following. And if you watch the show, if you're a fan of the show, you are one of the 100 and I don't know, I think it's at 110 or 115 K, no, maybe more. And I've honestly never seen a local show coming out of Jamaica with this kind of content outside of like, you know, um, artists or um you know um their messy blogs or that have such a quick following and like a positive community like honestly I'm going to get into you know the details of this episode but I just wanted to highlight how amazing this show is and I'm I'm going to explain all the ways that I think this show is con- is having such a huge cultural impact on Jamaica and the world, and it is also showing Jamaican millennial marriages in a way that we have never seen on on screen, if you will, because I feel like they need like an official um TVJ CVM. Um, reality series now because the thing is so much bigger than youtube where it needs to be syndicated and gone global in other ways although youtube of, of course is a great platform to launch but you get what i'm saying this is high quality jamaican authentic content that listen if you're if even if you haven't been a fan of them individually just how the show comes together Is absolutely amazing. And I wanted to go in and I sat down and I and I thought about it, like I said, with how am I going to talk about them? So what I did, I came up with 12 ways in which the MTM family, the Meet the Mitchells, have shaped the way we view modern millennial marriages, modern families in Jamaica. And like I said, on this show, we're all about culture. We're all about understanding our culture. We're all about understanding the cultural influences, how it affects how we behave, how we progress in life, how we interact with each other. You know, how how it just like shapes us as individuals. So understanding the cultural impact of a show that is so big and is really showing us a different side in many ways of the Jamaican culture, I am just excited to 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 kind of break it down for you. So listen, Una better share this with Tamidemino, cause <laughs> I hope they listen, but I, I really wanted to do it because there are so many people that I talk to and as soon as I say, Yo, you watch MTM, they're like yeah, like people here. I remember going back to Jamaica, and my nephews are watching it like every Sunday, that sort of thing. Yo, I I love this show so much, and um, the positive energy that you know comes across in the show, and also the community. Like yo, I've been through their comments, and I never seen anything negative. You know that YouTube is like a troll city, and I I don't know if I'm not seen, but I never seen nego no nothing negative yet. So. The energy that comes from this show is just is just amazing, man. Now the first culture impact that I noted was pretty much what I described before: a modern millennial Jamaican marriage. And and all I wanna step back a little bit and talk about our culture in general. And honestly, when we even you know bring it a little further and expand it to our culture as it relates to dancehall culture dancehall culture let's be honest it doesn't sing about finding a wife and being faithful to her or having a family and building together and doing working together and doing things together that is not what dancehall is about and although there are different aspects and different artists have different messages, the common theme is, yeah, you have to have girl and you have to have this. And honestly, you know, you in yourself growing up listening to it, you kind of know the difference with, you know, yeah, I know he's saying that, but I ain't trying to do that, you know. So understanding that the whole dancehall culture, and I'm not gonna say that this began with Meet the Mitchells. I think when um, Beanie Man got married to Angel, I think that kind of shifted something in the culture, and we saw dancehall artists as husbands, and you know, as primary caregivers sometimes, and we didn't necessarily see that before. So we definitely saw a cultural shift now, but not but seeing. Wayne Marshall and Tammy just kind of doing things together, goofing around, watching Netflix, playing games together. Like this is what we, this is, you know, things that we enjoy doing. This is when you're dating. This is what you want. Like, I think a lot of millennials are like, yo, we want to marry our best friend. We want to be doing things with them. And we're seeing that with Tammy and Wayne. And it is so amazing to sit and watch how relatable they are like as a couple and just seeing different aspects and dynamics of their relationship it differs so much from what we have seen growing up and we can kind of you know kind of identify with a lot of the things that they're doing and saying and and you know it it's just very different from our parents and you know, there obviously there's positives and negatives to to every situation, but it's so relatable to millennials and and people around this age. Like, yo, we're seeing that, and it's great to see, and it's great to see a man just love on a woman publicly and. It's I think the the impact of seeing that is going to be far reaching. And I am just so proud of seeing that kind of dynamic and say, yeah, you know, you can be you can get married and it can be fun and you can want to do things with your partner and it's perfectly fine. And we are Jamaican. (laughs) So I I was just so taken about that was my first impression of the show. Now, that is one cultural impact or the, you know, the way we view Jamaican, uh, Jamaican marriages or Jamaican millennial marriages. So that's one way. Another point that I, I kind of thought about and I was like, you know what? Not only are they like a modern family or a millennial family that a lot of us can relate to. We're actually seeing them raising children in such an unconventional way. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. There was one episode, and this is a spoiler alert if you haven't watched the whole show. If you haven't watched everything, I, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but I'm gonna mention a, a, a couple things throughout the series also. But Atlas, everybody know Atlas. Hello, Atlas, Atlas need it. Atlas need a spin-off, you know. Atlas need a spin-off. Trust me. His personality is out of this world. Also, you know, there's another point where um she said, you know, he's a very affectionate child and she, you know, she didn't realize that she was um, actually like he needed her touch and he needed to be around her. So she had to consciously go back and say, you know what? He needs my hugs and he needs my little love up in the morning. So I'm going to consciously make sure I'm showing up for him this way. And yo, when I tell you, you know how we grew up. Many of us did not grow up as individual children, and I think they have done such an amazing job. I'm not saying they're perfect parents, and I I know they are not saying that, but a lot of us did not grow up in an environment where we were individual people, to be honest, and our parents, not to blame them. But they did the best they could with the knowledge that they had. You know, they were in survival mode, trying to make sure we had what we needed, and we're forever grateful. But a lot of parents of our parents didn't show up show up for us in that way. And now we are learning it, and we are we're evolving and passing that on to our children and our nie- our nieces and nephews and our, our you know people in our family. So I thought that was so powerful, like just seeing there's no, you know, like I said, I was so taken aback because I'm like, yo, this is a Jamaican couple, you know, and a lot of us have not seen that. We know it exists. We may have a circle of friends who are like that. We may know people, but you have not seen it showcased in this way and produced in this way that you're looking at it like, wow. You know, we have evolved so much. And, you know, Tammy's parents m- may have been like that and, and Wayne's parents, but a lot of us did not have those examples. So it was really, really great to see that. Listen, you see this other point? You see this other point? It's a good hit. It's a good hit on a little. I know, I know, know how this one is going to be received, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Another cultural impact and this is number 3 is the relationship that Tammy and her entire family have with their family who just happens to help her own in the house cuz I we're not we're not saying helper we're not saying maid because these people are family miss Angie and Momo the relationship that they have with those two ladies and the way those ladies love Tammy and Wayne's children and extended family is so heartwarming how many of us know of maids in Jamaica who can't even go sit down round the dinner table and have dinner them can't walk through the front door them can't do certain things because the family treats them as just that, a maid the help coming from colonialism mash we up treat people like they are less than and a lot of us know people like that or there are a lot of us whose parents who used to work with people and i saw the people them go on and it is the relationship is so strong and so great that you can actually see how wayne and tammy extends themselves to to their family to, I saw a recent episode where Momo's um grandson I think came, and that is so powerful because there's so many situations that are not that, and we know and i I when Tammy's mother came and we saw how relationship yo that's when i was crying okay because sis cry for everything and i saw when H- whole tammy's mother embraced momo like it was such a long-lost friend it's family and i think that's how it is like if somebody's in your house taking care of your children and making sure that you have what you need to be the best you it's it only makes sense to treat them like family and treat them like they belong and I think that's the reason why this person has been around for so long with them throughout, uh, you know, having children and and different life changes. You know, a lot of times people are like I can't find a helper. I can't find a helper. Uh, yes, it may be difficult to find help, but a lot of times people get people in their home to help them, and they treat them like they don't belong. People have to have a sense of belonging in order to fit in, like even at work, even when you're in a relationship, like people have to have a feeling of belonging for anything to work. If you want your business to be successful, your employees have to feel like they belong to something and they want to see that something win. If you don't treat them good, you will always struggle. You will always struggle to have the, the for trust to get trust. And of course, there will be some people that will burn you. And there will be some people that will take advantage, but you have to lead. And as Gary Vee said, you have to lead with honey and not vinegar. That means treat them well don't start off treating them as if they are nothing and they are less than because they absolutely are not because they are doing a job no doesn't mean this is their destiny they are doing what they're doing in their season and things can easily change i can give you an example i i had um a lady who came to my house to help my mother. My mother didn't necessarily want a a living person to help, but there was someone who came and she watched. And I love Diane. Like I would spend my whole afternoons just following her around the place, chatting with her. She was like my best friend. And I remember when diane came and she 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 told mommy that listen you know i can't stay you know i can't work with you guys anymore because i met the love of my life he happened to be somebody that was very wealthy that was a returning resident who actually came back to jamaica and this man was just adored her and he um gave her everything she could ever want she wasn't even thinking of dating she had two kids and she was like you know what whatever and this man treated her like royalty when i told you she walked out of that house and i i, I don't think we saw her much after that cuz she ended up migrating and um it's so crazy to think about how people's life changes for different seasons so you're looking at this person in a way where you don't think they're valuable to you beyond what you see and they need to be in an environment where they see the value in themselves constantly and they feel a sense of belonging and I think it's so important for us to highlight that and to keep that going so big up to the MTM family Momo I, yeah, I, I think Momo is like the crowd favorite, you know, she is the crowd favorite and yo Momo, when I tell you, say, I say Momo do a uh, red pea soup one day, you see, so I decided say I am going to remake the red pea soup. I've never ever done that in my entire life. Mo, uh, yeah, that was an epic fail. <laughs> that was an epic fail. She's just great. And um, the dynamic she has with the children, it's such a great example and a great cultural shift, I think for a lot of people in seeing that that visual now also number four in the cultural impacts i wanted to talk about and this is a reality for a lot of us but we've had different dynamics depending on you know where we are in life or how our family structure was set up and i i was in awe at the relationship. That they have. With their extended family. Now. Just to kind of. Recap and give you some context. Tammy's parents. Are um, divorced. And they both remarried. Um, Wayne Marshall. Has a son. um, With another um, lady. And. They are both remarried. The dynamic. First of all, let me let me start with before I get to my favorite person on the show, because this my favorite person on the show is probably I don't know if you, I don't know if that's going to be a popular opinion, but I soon get to my favorite person on the show, and um I'll start with Wayne Marshall and showing how co-parenting I'm sure showing how co-parenting can be done right. And I'm sure there were some hiccups along the way that we don't know about. And there may have been a lot of work that went into it. But honey, let me tell you, being able to see Wayne with his new wife and family have such a great relationship with his ex-wife and even more so his ex-girlfriend or ex, you know, the mother person that he was in a relationship. I'm not sure if they were married. And more importantly, the relationship that Tammy has with this mother of Wayne Marshall's first child, like that? To me, is such an example because what did we grow up seeing? What did we see? A lot of us grew up like baby mother war with wife and this and that and yo. Seeing an example of that play out, they need to write a playbook on this on extended family, blended family, and just how to navigate the the ups and downs of it. And then also, Tammy's parents are divorced and they have such a great relationship. Like, they're like playful brothers and sisters and it's so cute. And they both have spouses and they are both so comfortable, so happy and just like, wow, like that is amazing to see. So now... We get to my favorite person. (laughs) My favorite person on the show is Tammy's dad. Tammy's dad is the funniest person to me. His personality, his, oh, the cooking and just, I just look at him and I want to smile. Like, Atlas is a close second. No disrespect to everybody else. But Tammy's father is like the most, every time I see him on an episode, I'm like, yes, I'm a friend there amazing so that whole extended family dynamic is so amazing just to see how they are just well connected healthy that's the word i was looking for a healthy relationship with your extended family a lot of us did not see that growing up you know and like i said our parents did the Best they could sometimes with the information they had. So it's not even like us saying we should have had it better or they should have been like that. It's just now we have the opportunity to. Take some of these examples and craft a life that suits us and craft a life that is healthy for not only our marriages and relationships, for our children, good examples. Now we have that opportunity to pivot. And like I said, I'm going to say it multiple times throughout this episode. I'm not saying that they are perfect. And I know they are not saying that either. But there's so many gems And so many little nuggets that we can pull from and connect with that makes the show incredible. Now, I'm at number five. And this is kind of related to number four about the extended family. But... The cultural blend of the family. I don't think many Jamaicans have really had an opportunity to see in the culture the the culture of the Chinese immigrants, and I don't know it. I, like I said, there's so many firsts on the show. So we haven't really seen it presented this way. Like seeing the way how um, Tammy's dad explains how his mother was kind of, how she kind of struggled and, and where she lived and, and you know, like in a, a Chinese Jamaican experience, like I've never seen those stories being told. Right. And, you know, also just seeing the way they cook and, and, I am just like, you know, we've never really seen a lot of this side. Unless you're connected directly to a Chinese Jamaican who is still like you know, who still upholds a lot of the tradition of their Jamaican, their, their Chinese parents or where they were born. It was such a great opportunity to show us some new recipes, some little cultural um, knickknacks. Like it was, it's so great. Like Tammy has, um, she, she makes some of these um, recipes that they're not traditional. And a Okay. Is not stupid, is the soup that is it ginger soup? I don't remember what it is, but Tammy them have some like a recipe that you're just like, hmm, I have never seen that being made in a household. <laughs> so it's so great to see that cultural immersion of the Jamaican and Chinese culture and how it kind of How they're able to just like bring it together and still have an authentic Jamaican feel to it is what is so appealing and makes the show so addictive. Once you start watching it, you just want to learn more and you just want to see more. So, I mean, kudos to them for creating this product and actually not even a product. I mean, this is their life they're showing us and it's and it's amazing. And then number six. Is the importance of date night? Hello, hello. If you're married in a long-term committed relationship, you need to date your spouse. You need to go out. You need to put on something nice. And even if you don't have a nice like, rooftop with a nice like, view of the water, like um, like Tommy and Wayne, you can go in at the lawn you can go outside on the veranda you can spread a little arm spread the cushion on them and put a little towel or a little um spread and and like a little candle and cook a nice little dinner and buy a little slice of cake and sit down and and have a little moment a little half hour a little hour where you're just sitting and talking and bouncing ideas and just being grateful decide what would make both of you happy. I think it's so important. And I think if we talk to our parents sometimes about this, they'll be like, What? 1am date. Data <laughs> for man? data for young people. But the millennial marriages are the millennial way or just our thinking. Being exposed to more information and seeing different things happen, you know, in front of us, which is on the web and and having a more broader, um, you know, understanding of the world and humans. And, and it, it just changes your mindset and things start changing and different habits get picked up along the way. But I believe this is tied, tried and tested. Take it. You have a family yeah it's just you and your spouse take some time at least set it set it on a calendar one little one time a month one time a quarter once a year whatever it is yo we are go out i know it's a like quarantine time now but we're gonna sit down and we're gonna play a little game and we're gonna do something fun and we're going to try to maintain some aspects of our dating in our marriage or if you're in a long term relationship you want to keep the thing yeah keep the thing at alright spicy sizzling so I loved that they did their date night and the food did shot well Alex said shot man it shot the food did shot and the drinks did shot and the view did shot and when Wayne Marshall I tried bend over to me me nearly did <laughs> It was funny as heck, you hear me? But I, guys, I, as you can tell, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed um, binging this show. So I think we are at number seven and we're speeding along. And I think they, so they amassed a Relatively big following in a short space of time, in my opinion. And I think they recognized that it was important to give back to the people that really helped to make them a thing, a cultural phenomenon, outside of them being great artists in their own respect and gaining that respect in the entertainment industry coming into a new space meant starting from scratch and I think they understood that they needed to be as authentic as possible and to bring people along and have people feel as if they're a part of a family so when they say um, a cousin or auntie you automatically feel the belonging. You see, we, we we're back to the word belonging. It's so important for people to feel that they are a part of you, your life, your brand, everything. Reach out to them. They are in the comment section. They are comment, they are responding to people on social media. They are reposting videos. They are commenting on your like they are active and they make people feel like they belong. And that is so important so they understood that they had to give back and when they tell us the mtm family just start roll out the giveaway them every minute is another thing yeah get a t-shirt get this get that and people start sponsors jumped in everybody started to to say you know this looks like such a great initiative we want to be a part of it and mtm family ensured that people got to feel like they were appreciated and they had a chance to be a part of this giveaway. And I think that's so important even when you are, you know, putting yourself out there, I'm not a brand strategist or anything. I'm still trying to build my thing. But I think what I noticed just working through this space is so important to build relationships and to make people feel like they are a part of what you got going on. So I think giving back was just such a great way for them to show that they actually appreciate and their care about their followers and the MTM family that gang signs, gang, gang. Um, who follow them and and keep their their page alive and their, their um their YouTube alive. All right, so that was seven. We are rolling along to number eight on the cultural impacts of the MTM family. Number eight. Uh, listen, I'm a cancer, so of course you got you guys know I mention it at least every other episode. My sensitive ish. Okay, my cry a lot ish, but um. Wayne Marshall. Like when you think about Marshall in tone, uh, alliance and that persona, I think what makes this show so great is the fact that in particular Wayne is showing him showing up as not only a husband, but someone who shows vulnerability. Shows vulnerability. Shows emotion. Woo! Emotion, honey. Shows emotion. Expresses himself. And like I said, I am pretty sure this took work. But having men that feel safe, feel, we can't talk, feel safe, and that is so powerful. Safe enough to express themselves. And this is that word safe enough. You know? That word safe is so true and so loaded. Safe enough to come out and speak on how they feel. How things impact them. And like having other men look to this as an example of why you can't just keep things in all the time and life is hard and when we look at and i don't want to sound morbid but when we look at the suicide rates it is largely skewed towards men and a lot of these things a lot of these things that happen is because a lot of men are not talking about what's happening with them They're not calling people are feeling safe enough or vulnerable enough to reach out to their partner and say, yo, I'm not doing well because society has put such pressure on men to be this macho, um, alpha personality and they don't always fit that script they they need us they need to feel loved and and protected in some way sometimes that that we women can show up for them in this way and i i think this showing that is one of the most incredible things that happens on the show because when i when i look at the man like himself or not like that the man are angling business you know but he is still man enough to say, hey, this is happening. This is how I feel about it. And I'm going to be vocal. And I respect that. I definitely respect that. And I think it's something that a lot of men who will be watching with their wives and girlfriends because we we drag them to watch the MTM family, even if them want watch some other, sh- no, they, nope, we watching this. They will see that and subconsciously because a lot of our actions come from the, the subconscious mind. We'll feel as if this is this is a comfortable space that we can get to. And I, I just love that aspect of the show. So definitely check, check the show out to watch some of the episodes and see how that kind of interaction um, or that display has evolved. Number nine, <laughs> cultural impact. Yo, let me tell you all. In the summer, you see, I was watching those shows and I did so vex. You hear me? I did so vex because the way how them them whole summer did lit, the way how them summer did lit and shot and up like seven, when me say, yo, I watched the Treasure Beach episode um, with Jackson's birthday. I think I've watched that episode like five times. Because Treasure Beach. I've just discovered Treasure Beach. So I was just watching it. And I. Was just. The whole summer series. Yo them they're on yacht. Safely of course. Them they're on a yacht. Them they're villa. Them they're a villa. Them gone on vacation together. Them I'm like. And tell me about the Yo I'm oh, Listen, Ella, Mr. We were watching it, and I was just like, yo, Jamaica nice, you know? jamaica nice bad and i think a lot of us haven't seen this side of jamaica as much as we should because you know we probably you know you probably travel back to jamaica and you go to a resort and it's like yeah it's like very one track you're not really doing much exploring and then if you live in jamaica a lot of people live in jamaica and they don't really explore the place like me i would i lived in jamaica for 23 years and i I never went to Portland, I never go nowhere. I probably went to Ochi once, Negril once or twice, and that was it. I didn't really explore my own country. So seeing them just traveling around, enjoying themselves, beautiful pictures, beautiful pools, beach up body like what we love it we love to see it and i was there writing down all of these like locations you know make it like a list because you know your girl gotta enjoy that too okay so it was just amazing to watch their entire series the entire series um in the summer was just doing things with the kids while they were out of school so that was that was amazing and we are winding up to the last three and we're at number 10 cultural impacts. and i think i've kind of described it in some way in the previous points but i wanted to highlight this very very important piece wayne and tammy we grew up seeing wayne and tammy as um celebrities they were jamaican celebrities tammy was not even jamaican tammy was on you know she she was on on her international speed so we are seeing them as celebrities and now point 10 is showing how real they have shown how real and relatable their lives are and it's not highly filtered and edited like a lot of the things that they put in there you can you can see that they probably like didn't want to put it in there or their tammy's like oh my god don't record that or don't do that and it i love that they put it out anyway because this is real life this is real life real life not have no filter sweetie there's no filter video there's no filter picture this is real raw life with real people and i think that's what makes the show so amazing because we are kind of breaking down that line of separation between celebrity and what we think is what we think is celebrity and what is real life and just seeing them just having regular lives like us and similar issues and similar problems and and they they go out and they do things and i'm like yeah you see a lot of yourself in them as a millennial and i th- in sometimes and i i'm speaking directly from as a millennial also that this is something i've seen and i've also seen a lot of people i think i saw one comment on the picture or video of them on instagram and there was um, someone and she was probably a little older and she was like, wow, it's so amazing to see young people live so free and so loving. And it's true because even if I feel like I relate to it, there are people who are looking on like, wow, I'm so proud of them for making this decision to live their life so unapologetically. And it is just amazing to see how real And we tune into every episode like junkies, like looking for different aspects of ourselves in this series. And that's what makes it so relatable. And that's what makes us feel that level of belonging that sets this family apart. And really, I don't think they're intentionally doing that. I think they're just living their lives and we're just identifying areas that are like, wow. So, yeah, the relatability. Number eleven showing uh, I'm sorry, I said that one before. Um, number eleven is entrepreneurship um, entrepreneurship and and, and what I'm, I'm I'm looking at it from two sides. It's the but I'll speak about the second side as as number twelve. First side is the entrepreneurship side. So they started a blog and they start they started a YouTube channel I'm sorry, not a blog and they decided, That they were going to show themselves authentically. They hoped people would watch and we did. But now there are so many opportunities. And they can turn this into a business. Of course you know that YouTube pays. But I'm seeing Tamino in ads. I'm sure this is stuff that she's been doing for years. But we cannot deny how impactful the show is. It brings them back into the limelight again. It it makes them in demand. And they are capitalizing as they should on the opportunities that are presented to them. People are sponsoring them. People are throwing things at them. Hello. <laughs> Take it. You have a family to feed. You have generational wealth to build. Take it. So, I think we're seeing a lot—a big part of using your story, which is something I'm learning. It's something I'm learning, and it's something that I'm trying to use for my own brand. And showing up as yourself and using your own story to build wealth. And that is going to be such a huge and pivotal part of what our future looks like because so many industries are changing. So many things, COVID is just like spinning everything on top of its head right now and just like disrupting everything. A big part of how we're going to survive and move forward is going to be how we tell our story and who buys it. So that piece of the entrepreneurship, I think, is just an amazing model and a great example of how we can follow suit, even if it's not in that magnitude. But find your niche, find your niche, niche, niche. Is it niche or niche? Niche. Right. Um, follow that. Tell your story and people will buy. People will buy into the authenticity. I'm learning that myself. I've been telling, I'm actually, this is a little therapeutic for me because I'm saying it enough and I'm, you know, trying to, to walk the walk. So yes. Yeah, so the last one is related to number 11. So number 12 reason is how Tammy and Wayne prop up small businesses. Listen, I have a little list. I'm not even kidding. I have a little list of little things that they buy. Stores that they go. You see the vanilla thing there. You see the vanilla thing there, uh the Appleton vanilla thing there uh devanos. My next trip to Jamaica I am going over there to purchase one. They do such a great job at positioning small businesses business content in their show. That makes you want to actually support the local Jamaican businesses. And I think that is amazing because not only are they getting to this money, they are putting other people on. And now, see, I never know about the vanilla. I know about the vanilla now. I may have spent my money over the vanilla. That would not have happened without that platform and them making the decision that they are going to help somebody. What? Listen, guys, I'm excited about the show. You may watch the show and not be as excited, but that's fine. You may watch the show and it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. Whatever it is, support the thing. Watch a couple episodes. And I am excited about doing this. Listen, I want to make sure when I drop this, I want to share the thing and tag me them, you know, tag the MTM family. Because I would love for them to actually get their flowers. Get their flowers with how impactful this product is and how genuine and how we absolutely love it. So make sure to you know tag them and make sure a you know follow Culture Shock with Charm. K-U-L-C-H-A. I'm always a second guess myself and think I can't spell, but I think I got it. Culture Shock with Charm. With, not with, on Instagram and I cannot wait for you guys. I can't wait to hear you guys' perspective on this. I know a lot of people watch the show and I am really looking forward to hearing your take on it. What are some aspects of the show that you love? What would you like to see? Like, I, I want you guys to be all up in the comments, tagging them bringing them in i would love to have a conversation with them one day um but i thought this was on my mind for a few weeks and i really wanted to do it because every time i watch the show i'm like yo them not even understand all that tough them never understand all that bad." so i am happy we have done this and i think it's just a super great opportunity so thank you all for for tuning in again and supporting the thing and yeah i'll be back soon Thank you for joining us at the Culture Shock with Charm. It was great having you today. Hope you enjoyed our program. If you love our conversation, please tell a friend. We would love to have more people on board. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye.